street We encourage and inspire Yeah, 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 yeah Live from the Gen Studio We enlighten and support each other We're promoting positivity Positivity, friends in ministry Tell us where you've been Tell us what you've seen Friends in ministry Welcome back. Welcome back to Friends in Ministry, guys. I'm your host, Ricky Ricardo. Um, welcome back to another installment of Friends in Ministry. Um, friends in Ministry is a podcast where I speak to you know my friends in ministry who are also in ministry just about their experiences, you know, just about you know their journey um, in ministry. And as usual, Friends in Ministry is brought to you by the Holy Armor Clothing Line, where you suit up, stand up, and stand out. Shop with them today shop with them today friends and ministries also brought to you by the gen studios and we also have our merches coming out so don't forget to um to support the movement our guest today is a very um musical you know vocalist person um he shared the stage with greats such as Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, um, Patti LaBelle, Kimberl, just to name a few. Um, he's currently the praise and worship leader at West Angeles Church of God in Christ. And he's also a recording artist. None other than the one and only David Daughtry. Welcome to Friends in Ministry, bro. Welcome to Friends in Ministry. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yes, yes. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Really glad to have you on and friends in ministry. We're going to talk with you today, you know, just about your experiences, you know, in, 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 in ministry and so on. So, you know, let's get right into it. So first and foremost, bro, how, how are you? How are things? Um, what has been going on with you lately? You know, how are you? I am good. It has been a blessing to um, say that uh, we are still here after all that we have experienced and gone through. Um, certainly, I am appreciative to God for keeping me safe during this pandemic and everything that we have experienced. Um, I will say that I have not gotten a break yet. I have worked through the whole pandemic and I'm still working. Um, of course, we started doing... Uh, recorded we started recording our services online and so right. we did that for a year well we did that for a, i guess a year and a half and then we just started back live in-person services in july of this year so um i have been working non-stop like i said i've not i haven't got a break yet but it's a blessing to be working it's a blessing to still be uh, in the land of the living. And so um, I'm just appreciative to God for that. Yes. 
stuff, great stuff. Because you know, I, I follow you. I notice you still you still been traveling. You know, you y'all still do your pre, you know, recordings um, for services and all that. So you know, you know, you're still working. You still have you know a lot of people you know had gotten you know breaks because you know we didn't have in person services, but you still have to be there. You still have to record and you know, yeah. So mm -hmm. absolutely, yeah, yeah. So in doing, um, you know, the research for this um, interview, I read somewhere where um, you were reading and playing music from the age of six, right? Yes, because my mom is a musician. And so she started me and my sister um, singing and playing at about, yeah, my sister's older than me. So my sister was probably around nine. But uh, yeah, she um, started us playing and, and uh, you know, getting a little used to the instruments and things like that. She started us off singing a little bit. And so, yeah. So, so did those desires to, to learn to sing and play music develop over that time as, you know, you, you, you were, you know, um, learning like from your mom and so on to go in that direction or you as it go on did you had a drive to going more and more or it's more so like you know you had to you had to do it yes i had to do it i didn't um i didn't want to do it but i had to do it so um yeah it was kind of a thing where you know if you were in her house that's what it was going to be so um i i had actually said that when i got older and when I got grown, I wasn't going to do it anymore because I felt like I was forced to do it. <laughs> Here we are, right? Here we are, bro. Here we are. Here we are. You know, we, we don't know what we need or what we don't know what we want or need when we're children, which is why we have parents, you know, exactly. to, as the Bible says, to train up a child in the way that they should go. Right, right. Um, so, um, yeah, but no, I didn't... Um, want to do that and then my mom she um she sang hebrew music oh yeah so we didn't we did, yeah we did very little gospel we started off learning how to sing and play hebrew music and oh, wow. so um it was later on years years later on that um somebody gave her a walter hawkins record love alive 2 right. and when I heard that record, I was like, oh, wow. I was like, I think I want to sing that. <laughs> and so then I started um, branching into gospel. Um, and so then I was like enamored with these voices, uh, oh. Jermaine and Lynette, Walter. And then after that, I found out about the Clark sisters. And so then I got like a real, real huge interest in gospel. And so that's how that came about. Okay, so you you name a few you know artists and that that was gonna go into my my next question because I was gonna ask you who were some of your you know your your musical inspirations growing up. You just mentioned the Clark Sisters. I know you're a huge fan of those of them. Um, you know the Hawkins. Like were there others or you know those kind of people were the core of which you 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 had the desire to go into gospel music. So the core was, of course, the Hawkins, because after I heard the Love Alive 2 record, I kind of went out and tried to buy all their music. And so I started listening to them. And then there was a gospel film that came out back in the day called Gospel. 
it was something called the gospel movie and i don't know if you remember it and it was called the gospel movie it was i don't remember the Haw it was the hawkins family shirley caesar james cleveland mighty clouds of joy and the clark sisters oh okay and so i went to um see the hawkins on the um at the movie and then after the hawkins got this singing the Clark sisters came out. I had never heard them before. And so then I was like another, like, wow, listen to these voices. And so then I went on and bought all the Clark sisters records. And, uh, <laughs> so I became a huge fan. So those two are my musical inspirations at the beginning. I mean, of course, um, I went on to hear people like Kim Burrell, um, you know, so many artists that I um, appreciate, but um, there's so many talented gospel artists, but those were my, um, those were my those gospel inspirations. inspirations yeah, there was, there was also a quartet group that I heard long time ago. I had went to the Gospel Music Workshop of America because I had this interest in gospel music. Right. And I went into this quartet musical and there was a group singing called the Lumsey Sisters. Mm -hmm. And they're—I don't know—I think they were from—I don't know, maybe the the Arkansas area, or something like that. But I was yeah. like, "Wow, listen to these to these voices." Actually, I think the lead singer has passed away. But oh. um, yeah, I—that—that uh, that was my musical beginnings. Beginnings, okay. That's good stuff. Good stuff, bro. So I read somewhere that you were actually born in Milwaukee. Right. So you, you currently. OK, so you currently live and, you know, work in, you know, California. So when did you, you know, move to L.A.? When did you you, you move to L.A.? So we moved to L.A. I was pretty young. I wasn't quite a teenager, but almost. So um, my family, as far as my father, my grandmother, things like that, uh, they lived in Milwaukee still. Um, in fact, I was just in Milwaukee um, a few years ago. My father passed away, and so I went back okay. to Milwaukee to um, bury him. But um, born and raised in Milwaukee, born and raised in the snow, mm -hmm. the tornadoes, the cold weather, the, you know. So um, I believe it or not, I, I love cold weather. And so... Um, you do? I do. Now, I'm not saying I like the the you know the below zero and stuff like that <laughs> but i like cooler weather i don't like hot hot 100 degree weather so sometimes it's miserable in in, in california then yeah well, well it gets hot here and then i don't like humid weather so it doesn't get as humid in california as it does other places but um i like um the weather in uh in la you know it's pretty cool Excuse my phone. It's okay. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. All right. My condolences, you know, um, to your dad. Um, but you know, I know, you know, when you things must have been new coming to LA. How how did you deal with the newness? Because coming from you know, you're saying the different you know uh, temperatures. It's cold in Milwaukee and it snows. Like it, I'm sure it never snows in california how did you deal with this new environment as you just got there well because it was always cold in milwaukee 
it was a nice break because it was sunny in LA. Now it's it gets um hot here more than it did when we first moved here. I don't I guess that's because of global warming or whatever, but <laughs> it didn't used to get as hot as it does here in LA now. So yeah. it was a more kind of you know, sunny with a cool kind of, you know, but now in LA, it'd be hot. It'd be hot, hot. <laughs> like, and then we have like, we'll go from 95 degrees and then at night, it'll be like 50. So the, you know, Up and down. but we, we were loving it. Yeah. Cause Milwaukee was always cold. It was always winter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great stuff. So as I mentioned in the brief uh, intro, you're currently the praise um, worship leader at West Angeles, um, but I, I uh, you know, I, I found out that, you know, you didn't want to be the praise and worship leader. I, was, I think doing the research, I found out that, you know, um, at first you didn't want to be the, 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 the worship leader and, <laughs> you know, the, um, you, so tell us about that. How did you come around to it? Because at first, you know, I think I think it was um, um, what's her name that you know uh, told you to to try it. Uh, Judy. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Judy. So I um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Um, praise and worship wasn't something I had done before or was familiar with. So um, so when I came to LA um. I finished school here and then I started playing for a church. Uh, I was playing for a church in Carson, California. Uh -huh. um, and I would leave there and come to West Angeles just to, you know, because I wanted to hear the word. I wanted to, um, you know, since I was working at the other church, I felt like I should go to church now and sit and hear the word and enjoy the service. So I started going to West Angeles. Um, I started hearing Bishop Blake preach. And I started learning the word. And then later on, I started um, singing with a choir called L.A. Mass Choir. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, I started, you know, getting into music. And then I um, joined the choir at West Angeles. And then uh, Judy uh, said, you know, I think you um, should lead worship for, um, I think it was Wednesday night Bible study. And I was like, no, I'm good. Um, you know, I just, uh, I just, I'm okay with just leading songs with the choir because I knew that praise and worship was another, yes. um, it was another, uh, it's, it's different. First of all, it, it was, a, it, it was more responsibility. Right. Um, and when you're a soloist, you have a, um, you know, when you're a soloist, you have a choice whether or not to engage the audience or not. Right, you right. know, you know, it, you you don't have to, you don't have to, yeah. you know, you can just sing and and whatever. But when you are a praise and worship leader, you are leading the people in praise and worship, which guarantees you're going to have to talk, which I didn't want to do, um, and you're going to have to sing and ask the audience to repeat after you, and you're going to have to um, engage the audience in worship, you know. Um, you know, asking them to lift their hands, to open their mouths and speak well of the Lord and things like that. So I wasn't comfortable with that. I had never done that. And that was a little out of my comfort zone. So I had said, no, I didn't 
I was like, I don't, I don't, you know. So she asked again, no, you should, you know, you should try it, you know, whatever. So I said, okay. I said, I'll, um, I'll try it. And then uh, the first time I led worship, I led worship, but it was like I was leading the songs. I didn't really say anything <laughs> because I wasn't comfortable right, with, right. with yeah. talking like that. So <laughs> I started doing Wednesday nights, and so I started getting more into it. And um, then, um, then she was like, "Okay, I think it's time for you to start doing it on Sundays." And I was just so nervous. I was just so <laughs> nervous. It was that that whole talking thing that whole you know praise the lord everybody come on let's you know so it was just out of my comfort zone i'm a shy person by nature always been a shy person so um for me to talk and do things like that was just a little uncomfortable but um i realized that it was something that god had called me to do he hadn't just called me to do one thing he had called me to do other things also right. and so i didn't want to limit myself to saying okay i'm only a soloist so um, you know, I've grown to know how to change hats. You know, you don't lead worship like you lead a song. And you right. don't lead a song like you lead worship. They're different. So um, I learned to do both. And so as a result, some people call me in to do special guest music. And then some people call me in to lead worship. It just depends on what, you know, their program is. But um, that is how I started. Um, that's how I started doing that. Okay. Okay. So, um, that's good stuff. But uh, so, like you said, you know, it was another level. And going to you know my next question, worship being a worship leader is not for everybody, because you have so much to do. You have to make sure that if if there's a particular theme or a word is going to be preached, the music has to you know match a certain. <laughs> you know, direction in which the service may be going. You have to engage, you know, the, the congregation. You have to lead and, you know, you have to direct. Because when I watch most of your videos, I know one thing I admire about you, you you're always, you're, your musicians will know where you're, what you're doing beforehand because you give clear directions on time, you know. So it's not for everybody. And, you know, sometimes people just feel like they can just get up there and just do leave uh, 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 prison worship because it's easy, but it's really not. And you have been, you know, a praise, uh, praise and worship leader now for a long time. How have you been able to sustain this longevity, giving the, the, the difficulties and overcoming, you know, you say that you're, you're a shy person by nature, all of that stuff to, you know, over this long period of time still sustain you know, being a great worship leader? Well, <clears throat> one of the most important things in my life and my walk with God is my prayer life. So if you are going to do any, if you're going to do ministry in any level, on any level, you've got to have a prayer life. And that simply means communication with God. So in prayer, God gives you direction. God gives you what to sing he gives you um you know you receive things in prayer um like uh, like they uh, said in scripture holy boldness you know god gives you boldness to do what it is you need to do realizing that it's not you it's him doing it through you yes and so um that's key um when i pray i ask the lord to give me what it is 
that the people need to hear. You know, I don't take for granted that I know what the people need to hear or what I should sing. So um, as the Bible says, we acknowledge him in all of our ways and he shall direct our path. So, you know, I uh, seek the Lord about what I should sing. And uh, I believe that um, he answers and uh, lays songs on my heart, things that normally I wouldn't be thinking of. And he'll right, be like, right. no, this is what... Um, this is the message. Uh, it may not be the top 20. It may not be what you wanted to sing, but it's what they need to hear. Uh-huh. And so keeping that uh, humbleness before the Lord that we um, we don't know everything. We haven't arrived. We still need to seek direction yeah. because God knows um, what the people needs to hear. And so um, that is a important, important thing that I do. Uh, I pray I seek the Lord. And then uh, there's another thing that we have to do, and a lot of people, a lot of people drop the ball on this, but a lot of people drop the ball on what I've just said also. Yeah. So David in the Bible, he wasn't just anointed, he was skillful. Right. Practice. And so a lot of people say, uh, oh, it's okay, as long as I'm anointed, I'm going to be good. So I personally disagree with that. Um, just because you're anointed, that doesn't mean you should know where you're going or what you're doing. Because again, I think it's important for you to be anointed and skillful. And so, um, when I say skillful, I mean, study your music, um, know what you're doing, know your parts, know where you're going. Um, flow is important. And so you mentioned that I, um, I'm very demonstrative in my direction, because I want everybody to know where I'm going. And it's important that we don't have train wrecks during worship. Um, it's important that everybody knows where we're going. You know, I tell um, praise and worship leaders, you know, you can't direct with your hand over here and then all these people over here don't know what you're doing. Or, you know, you give directions like this very small. You know, I want to be big in my direction so that we can all go the same place uh, train wrecks take away from the flow of the service you know when when everything is going good and then all of a sudden the musicians is playing the chorus and you're on the verse you know it interrupts yes it, it, it interrupts right and so you know some somebody may have i don't know been getting ready to get their breakthrough or something but then when that happens it, it's a distraction yes so we don't want anything to distract us in worship. But then of course, some people, when they hear the distraction, then they stop singing, then they start looking at them like they are crazy. And then what are you doing? And so now there's been a distraction in worship. So it's important to know where you're going. Um, Sometimes we rehearsed it a certain way, but the spirit may lead us to go back to the first verse. I want to be clear on that. So I'll go back to the, the numbers. I want everybody to know we're going back to the top. And so that way, we, we're all on one accord and we all know where we're going. I um, cringe when I see um, people sing with no direction. We just don't know where we're going. Where are we going? <laughs> are we going to the chorus now? Are we going to the verse? Are we going to the tag? Where are we going? There's a, you know, you watch sometime and there's an unsurety on everybody's face. Like, yes. are we going to the tag here? Are we doing that again? Are we going are back we going to, to the, the you know, so. Are we repeating? Yeah. Is the director going to tell us where we're going or what? So it's important to be anointed and it's important to be skillful. So, yes, I seek the Lord about what I should be doing. I pray. Of course, I ask the Lord to 
send his spirit and to send his anointing. But then we must do our homework. We must practice. We must know where we're going. And so that we can uh, make his praise glorious. And how can we make God's praise glorious with no rehearsal? How can we make God's praise glorious and we don't know where we're going? Great stuff. Great stuff, bro. Great stuff. Um, so to there's I know, you know, as you get more experienced and you get more, you know, acclimated to to doing certain things. I know for praise and worship leaders, like, you know, sometimes I listen to different music or I listen to different videos or watch different videos. I notice that there are certain nuanced things to the position, but there's one thing that I always wanted to ask a worship leader. Like most times when you listen to like, you know, a worship leader, like uh, getting ready to start a song or going to a song, one thing that they always say, it's a real simple song. Why do Fraser Rachel leaders say that? Because like sometimes it's, it's something, I just want to know. It's not like I'm saying anything is wrong with it. But sometimes you always, there's something that I always hear. Praise uh, worship leaders say, it's a real simple song. Is that a part of the nuance or it's just something that? Um, well, I don't think, I don't think I say that, but um, <laughs> I think they say that because they're trying to get the people to sing along with them. Mm -hmm. But the, the, cra the crazy thing is what may be simple to you may not be simple to Right. someone else so um the most simple song that you can do is call and response i say it you say it if it's got words or a paragraph or a poem then it's not that simple right because i've heard people say oh it's a simple song but then it's like and if it's a book or a poem or it's got a lot of things and it's not simple so uh, I don't know why people say that. Um, <laughs> to me, if it's not call and response, if I say it, you say it, then it's simple. But right. It's not, <laughs> I okay. I just always wanted to know. I that. don't say that. Okay. <laughs> I just always wanted I don't to think know. I say that. I may say that's the whole song. Like if I sing it, you say I'd be like, that's the whole song. Like, let's sing it again. But um, I don't know. if I don't think I say this is a simple song. And if I do, it's, it's I say it, you say it. Okay. Okay. All right. Good stuff. I just always wanted to know. Friends in Ministry as usual is brought to you by the Oli Armor clothing line where you suit up, stand up, and stand out. Shop with them today to get your different God's instruments apparels. Friends in ministry, we encourage and inspire. It's been a minute, but it, they're finally here. So our Friends in Ministry merchandises are finally available for purchase. You can purchase online using our Teespring online store link that will be provided. There, you'll be able to purchase your t-shirts, your masks, and signature hoodies and so much more purchase your merch today and support the movement god bless friends in ministry we encourage and inspire i will call on your name jesus
So, you know, um, you mentioned that, you know, you were a huge fan of the Clark sisters growing up. Um, did did it feel like things came full circle when you actually, you know, signed with, you know, Karoo Records, you know, for your first uh, album? Like, what was that experience like signing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the Bible says your gift will make room for you mm -hmm. and bring you before great men. So yeah. here we go. Um, it was time to go to convocation and my pastor, Bishop Blake, at that time, he was the first assistant. He wasn't the presiding bishop, but he was the first assistant. And uh, Judy, um, she had moved to Nashville. So when she moved to Nashville, I was now the director of praise and worship for the praise team. Yeah. So um, I had to go to Memphis to lead worship because I had to be a part of the music department for the Church of God in Christ. So I went to uh, Memphis to lead worship and who was there? Of course, the Clark Sisters are Church of God in Christ. So um, yeah. Bishop Sheard, uh, Karen, you know, that's where they heard me singing. They heard me leading worship at the convocation. And so that is how that happened. That was just a wow, wow, wow moment. Um, so we um, had a conversation. Uh, Karen had told me that she was um, getting ready to start her own label with Bishop Sheard, Carew Records, and, um, you know, yeah. It was possible that they and so um, that whole thing was just wow. Yeah, that was a definitely a full circle yeah, moment. Because like you grew up, you grew up listening to them. You grew up wanting to sing because of them, and you're basically now signed to their record. That was like, it wasn't that like a dream come true moment or something like that? It was you. It was, it was a great time, right? It was a dream come true. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, yeah. man. Great stuff, man. So. Um, in 2014, you released your self-titled debut album, you know, under the, under the record that we just spoke about. What was that experience like, you know, being, cause I know, you know, you said, you know, growing up, starting the music at first, you didn't want to do it, but as you started to, you know, listen more gospel music, you started to develop more, you know, passion for it. And, you know, you wanted to be a soloist, you know, um, was it what was the experience like when you realized that you had an opportunity to be a recording artist, like stepping out into, you know, in, in, in that capacity? What was that experience like debuting your first you know, recording mm -hmm. album? Um, that was definitely an awesome experience. Definitely a dream come true. Um, I do want to say, though, that I. Um, I worked. It wasn't something that was, <laughs> excuse me, handed right. to me. And people that may be watching, that may be um, working on your own project, I just want to say that um, you got to put in the work. Um, I actually had paid for and did my project. By the time me and Carew Records had a discussion, yeah. I pretty much had did the record already and they heard the record and liked everything that was on the record. And then we signed, but I actually had did the record. I actually had did the work. I had paid for it. I had, you know, and so then we were able to enter into a contract and 
you know, but I have put the work in myself at the gate because you won't always have someone to, you know, say, oh, you know, I believe in you. So let me pay for everything and let me put, you know, it doesn't happen like that all the time. And in these days, there are hardly, there's no record labels, hardly. Right. So um, you've got to put in the work. You got to put in the work. Don't look for something to be, you know, handed to you. Um, you know, you got to put in the work. And so that was a awesome time because I was like, wow. I was like, it felt like after I had put in the work and I was faithful to that, then the Lord sent <clears throat> Karen and Bishop Sheard to sign me right. to the label and then the record came out, you know, so that was, that was awesome. Something that, um, good stuff, by the way, something that I, I've, I've realized and understood about worship leaders, it's, it's um, one of the best things when you, you're not only telling people things just out of the nuances of it, but you, you, you know what you're saying to them. You've been through things and you're, you, you can really tell somebody that God is able to bring you through because he has brought you through. Now, you know, as I said, you know, doing the research and stuff for this interview, I, I, I found out that, you know, you've been through, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, in your life and you've been, you've, you've, you've had a particular situation where God saved your life, basically, you know, mm-hmm. so tell us about that and tell us about how important it is for, you know, having that experience to when you're, 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 you're leading worship or just being in ministry overall, having that experience to say to somebody that I know that God is a healer because he's healed me. I know that God is a provider because he's provided for me. I know that God is a savior because he's saved me before. So speak about that and the importance of, you know, you know, going through because, you know, it, it, when you're, you're tried in the fire, and come out as pure gold. You have that, you know, experience to 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 encourage and and, and and you know, you know, help somebody else. Yeah. Um, wow. I, yeah, I've had so many experiences. Um, and so the Lord has um, definitely kept me, um, and I believe the Lord preserves us for His purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, I was. I was 22 years old and I was um, uh, here in LA. I was in the hood that day. So, uh, I was on, um, I was at the bank. I was uh, at the bank on Crenshaw and Imperial. Anybody that knows anything about LA knows that's, that's kind of the hood. So I was on Crenshaw and Imperial Boulevard and um, I had went into the bank to do a transaction. And there was a man that came up behind me with a gun. I didn't know what was in his hand, but um, of course I kind of, you know, did like that, like who's grabbing me and looked down and, and saw that he had a pistol in his hand. And so he literally used me as a hostage to rob the bank. Um, everybody started screaming, everybody started running. Um, but that day, you know, the Lord, he spared my life and he spared my life because I had work to do. He knows what our future is. Yes. And so the enemy uh, could not take me out because 
um, I had work to do. I had a, um, I, I, I was on a mission. I had ministry to do, but um, of course that was, um, that, that just always reminds me of how, you know, I could have been taken out a long time ago, but God spared my life. Yes. And so when I minister, uh, I minister with that in mind that I'm only here because of him and I'm here to do what he's called me to do. And so when I'm up ministering, that is in my mind. I'm on assignment. Right. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm, I'm on assignment. It's not about me, but again, he's doing a work through me. And so yeah. when you're on assignment, um, you minister differently than, you know, I'm just here because I can sing or I'm just here because they ask me, you know, I believe in assignments. And so, um, God has brought me through a lot of things. Of course, I had a um, really, really big issue with allergies. Um, right. ooh, and the singers know what I'm talking about when we say allergies and and your nose being stopped up, your eyes running, you know, you got phlegm coming on the back of your throat. And so mine had got really, 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 really chronic and they wanted me to have surgery, but I didn't want to have surgery because they said, you know, you could it's lose. Uh, possible. Your voice will change. Anything that affects the ear, nose, and throat. So I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And so um, I prayed and, um, you know, I told God, I was like, no, you know, if I'm going to continue doing this, if you want me to sing, you know, we're going to, we're going to have to work this out because this is, you know, and so I stopped taking all medicine. I stopped taking all medicine. And it's been, it's been about three years since I've taken any medicine for um, allergies or sinuses. I just, I said, Lord, I'm just going to trust you. I'm just going to go out here and sing. And, you know, again, I'm on assignment. I'm not here for yeah. me. Right. I'm here doing a work for God. And so he has been faithful. He's been a healer. He's been a protector, um, you know, lifesaver, um, all of that. So I sing with that in mind great stuff great stuff because you know it's it's easier to 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 tell somebody something and and um guarantee them that that will happen because you know it, it had happened for you you know as i was alluding to mm -hmm. so as i mentioned in the brief in, intro again you've shared stages with a lot of great people like the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, you know, you've shared, shared stages with, you know, Yolanda Adams, um, Patti LaBelle, uh, Kim Burrell, all these great people. Um, what What's that experience like, you know, when you grace a stage with, you know, greats and great singers, you know, such as the ones that I just mentioned? Well, again, I believe that your gift will make room for you and bring you before a great man. Um, if you're faithful over a few things, he'll make you ruler over many. Um, I just believe that that is a indication that you don't have to clear the way for yourself. You don't have to bully your way into, um, you know, you don't have to beg people to sing or ask people, you know, please put me on program, all that kind of stuff. Um, your gift will make room for you. And so um, I was um, 
I'm not sure where I was, but uh, I got a call to do that for we. That was actually the awards because uh, I actually sang with Aretha Franklin and BB Winans, but also that year the Clark sisters sang, mm -hmm. um, and I think it was Israel sung and maybe another group. <clears throat> but um, that was an awesome experience, just being at the. The Grammys, gleaning wisdom, just being able to be in the room with so many awesome singers. You know? Yeah, that, Ooh, that I was. Just, uh, bro, I can just imagine, like, just being there, like, share. You seeing all, you see stars all around. I know it's Hollywood, but you see all around, all around, and you're in the presence of them. You're singing with them, and you're, you're, you know, you're not just there because you've asked or you know somebody. You know, you've done right. because of all the work you've done and it's noticed. Right. But and, and then, you know, you also have to keep all of that in perspective. Mm. Um, even though you've been around great people and you appreciate great people. Yeah. So um, I, I just think it's also important to just keep everything in perspective and know that Jesus, of course, is the real star. Um, mm -hmm. You don't want don't want to be in a room with great people either and wear your welcome out. Right. Or uh, sometimes people are around great people and then they start doing too much. Yes. <laughs> or bugging or you know, you know, just you know, know where you are. I heard TD Jake say this. Know where you are and what room you enter into. Yeah. And so it's better he acts to come up than for someone to ask you to come down. Wow. And so um word. that's a word, you know, bro. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that goes for all think so much of ourselves. Um, you know, so of course I keep that in perspective. Jesus is the real star. Now of course I'm you know I'm fans of of of, of, of a lot of people, but um I still keep in perspective and you know it's important that you keep in perspective what you're there for and what you're there to do you don't want to forget that you're there to do a job yep yes yes great stuff man because it's like sometimes as you say you know you have some people like you know especially when you know they they've, they've come up you know we're going to acknowledge that but you know they get in the room with you know stars or certain people and they don't know how to act basically like you know you were just saying so you have to remember as you're saying you know remember what your assignment is and you know stay true to that you can't just get on there and just you know like stay acting like you don't you know where you are or what you're about have to you know stay true to yourself at first so yeah you know you've you've had a few um film credits you know you've made a few appearances in a few films tell us about that how how did you know how did those get started obviously you know we've been talking all this time it's alluded to you as you've you've been you know reiterating your your gift make room for you i'm sure you know this is also a part of that but tell us about that experience you've you know been in you know a few a few you know on-screen productions well the first one was um done in my church so of course, uh, Bishop T. Jake's movie "Woman Now I Lose." We were just in a church service. They were recording the yeah. church service. So that um, that was just awesome. He's one of my favorite preachers, by the way. Um, so um, that was great. I 
I did a, I don't know, I guess cameo or appearance in a movie called Something New. Um, and that was just, just off, you know, work. I had um, submitted a resume for something and I got called to do that. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a blessing to do a lot of TV work. It's called Something New. It's called, huh? I think that's what it's called. Mm hmm. <laughs> Something new in first Sunday. First Sunday, yes. Now first time I got my first Sunday. First Sunday was now that was a lot of fun. That that guy, Cat, Cat Williams. Hard to record and be serious with anything with him in front of you. Hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. But that was a blessing that came to me from uh, Kirk Carr. Mm -hmm. Um Oh, we were able to record that awesome experience. Um, Loretta Devine, um, Melinda from Soul Food. Um, just awesome, awesome being around such talented people. Um, you know, it's just been a dream come true. So um, that was really fun. First Sunday was really fun. Yes, man. So when I watch, um, <laughs> I can just see what you're saying right now because Cat Williams, boy, like y'all probably was laughing on set. They probably had to do a few takes. I mean, <laughs> you know, and y'all was going up with the presence of the Lord is here. Like, oh my goodness, that is, yeah, we had a good time doing that though. Great yeah. stuff, man. Listen, it, it you know as you you you've mentioned that you know the experience being around a lot of great people has really been, you know, refreshing and really be been great for you. But, you know, you're one of the great persons, you know, I'm sure a lot of people that probably would be watching this or listening to, you know, our audio portion, you know, considers you one of those great people that they would like to be in your presence. So you can, you know, have that as well. And, you know, um, you know, as I said, you know, you know, as we, you know, I think we were speaking off here or even on here, um, huge fan, you, you know, a huge fan of you and your work, you know, and all that, you know, you have done, you know, at West Angeles you. and, you know, I just want to thank you, man. This has been a great, uh, interview. You know, it was really my pleasure, you know, having you on, you mm -hmm. know, my podcast, um, you know, we tried to, you know, did, uh, try to, you know, get this done a few times and we didn't get, you know, weren't able to, but, you know, we finally got it done. Um, and, you know, I'm indeed grateful and honored to have, you know, had, had the chance to interview you for Friends in Ministry, man. Thank so you. thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, David. Appreciate you, you know, for taking, taking you know, some time to speak with us. I know it's early, you know, over there in California. I've actually never been to California. That's the weird thing. I haven't been to, I mean, well, the thing is, I'm actually Jamaican. I was born in Jamaica. So I'm Jamaican and I came okay. here in 2013. So I've been, I lived in, I live in Maryland in Baltimore. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. you know, I mean, I've been to a few other States, but I've, I haven't, you know, been to the West coast as yet. So I haven't, you know, been to California, but hopefully one day, man, you know, come there and visit yeah. you know, West Angeles and in person, 
and see goats like David Daughtry, <laughs> you know, praising, uh, praising worship. But man, it's indeed an honor, you know, to have you, as I said, you know, on your program, man. Thank you, man. And God bless, man. And I, I thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the invitation. No problem. No problem, man. So this has been another great episode of Friends in Ministry. We just spoke with David Daughtry, worship leader at West Angeles Church of God in Christ. Um, you know, we spoke with him about, you know, his experiences and how his journey in ministry and how he got to where he is. And, you know, it was an indeed honor for me personally to have interviewed him. Um, don't forget to, you know, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And as usual, Friends in Ministry is brought to you by the Holy Armor Clothing Line, where you suit up, stand up, and stand out. Friends in Ministry is also brought to you by the Gen Studios. Um, until next time, guys, God bless. And this is your boy, Ricky Ricardo. God bless. Friends in Ministry, we encourage and inspire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live from the Gen Studio, we enlighten and support each other. We're promoting positivity, positivity, friends in ministry. Tell us where you've been, tell us what you've seen, friends in ministry.